He said way too much money. 48 units total on Boston. All the series. units. And all the units. My wife, my wife sent me a message, and oh, she boy. said, I hope you're kidding, but I know you're not. <laughs> Is she listening to the show? Yeah, she does. Just to, I think sometimes just to make sure I'm really here <laughs> and not at the poker table. Is that an offensive foul? I hope. Oh, my God. Why? Come on, Boston. Let's do it. Oh, Gabe Vincent hurt his uh, hamstring. We don't root for that. We don't root for injuries in this house. Get up, Gabe. 65, we want to beat him fairly. 61. And, uh, yeah, Tatum's now got 16 and nine rebounds. So he's starting to he's starting to cook a little in the second half here. So maybe they'll keep this alive at least for one more game. And that's or all we ask. That's that, that's all we ask for guys. one more quarter. Right? One more you guys, quarter. Uh, you could get your heat tickets, but let's just. There oh, we Marcus, go, Marcus. Marcus hitting a three. Wait Marcus a second. Getting... Marcus wicked smart. All right, it's time for Spolster to call a timeout. Yep. Listen, these jokers are hitting shots. It's time for you guys to hit shots. Now, yeah, Thunder Joe, you see what happens when a team goes on an eight zero run, right? We call a timeout, a sixty second one too. It's, yeah, not just those 20-seconders. It's good to see a coach knowing how to call a timeout in this series, though. I've had a lot of uh, situations. where. Do you guys think, too, when when, uh, when Jimmy Butler did the T thing, did anybody have to explain to Joe Missoula what that meant? Like, did probably. they have to say, hey, that, that means timeout. Do you know what that yeah. signal means? Yeah, Most I likely. I feel like that was probably the thing. Uh, Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider, joins us at the same time every week. We uh, we sit here as we live react, and Ryan is uh, trying not to lose all of his money, Patrick, on uh, – these Boston Celtics. Let's, let's look a little bit ahead to the NBA Finals. We know the Nuggets are in there now. They're the favorites. Uh, whoever, mm -hmm. I, I, look, I'm going to go by the assumption here that Boston, even if they win this game, is is not winning this series. In terms of just where the books would be with both Miami and Denver in the Finals, the money that's gone in on both of those teams so far is that kind of a good situation for them? Because there was a lot of that you said on teams like the Lakers and probably Boston too already. Yes, there was definitely a lot on the Lakers, a lot of Boston, and thanks to the three of you for having me tonight. And if I have to slide uh, Ryan a little bit of my uh, Brooks Kepka win, this, <laughs> Vic, Vic, uh, Vic Hovland top 10 that I cashed over the weekend, that was Don't sweet, play, man. Patrick. It would have really sucked interest. if Hovland had won. Yeah. You know, because if Hovland won, then my then my Kepka ticket goes away, and all I'm getting is just the plus 295 on a Hovland top 10. But I, I can slide you a few bucks if you need them. Um, no, look, to, to answer your question, Nick, it's it's a pretty ideal situation. Obviously, especially at Benham Jam, we've talked about this over the last few weeks, and it's been reiterated this week by Hal Eglund, who's uh, one of the one of the sports traders for BetMGM, that obviously the Lakers were going to be a really, really bad outcome. There were a lot of a lot of books, including BetMGM, that took tickets at 125, 150, 200 to 1 early in the season when the Lakers were really struggling. And it was really going to be a, a wipeout, honestly. It was going to, the, the books, I mean, look, they're going to open the next day. I should be careful how I say this because right. everybody's like, well, don't feel bad for the books. And no, they're not looking for pity. All I'm asking them is the question, how do you do to this? How do you do to X? How do you do to Y? How do you do to Z? Well, the Lakers, they did very poorly too. Now, if the Lakers had won, they were going to open the next day and everything was going to be fine. And they'd get it all back during football season anyway, uh, as they do. So, uh, but that said, the Lakers were going to be a pretty bad result. The Celtics weren't quite as bad, only because the Celtics were such a short number all season, but they weren't ideal. That said, what Hal told me is, look, we, we want the team from the East to win, especially if it's the Lakers. But even now that it is the Nuggets, they still would prefer 
uh, the, the, you know, let's assume it's the Heat. They would like the Heat to win there. Nobody ever really got on the Heat's wagon, and they could have, even early in the playoffs, when it was 1-1 against Milwaukee, there were books that had Caesar, or uh, had, had, excuse me, there were books that had the Heat at 200-1. When it was 1-1 against Milwaukee, and there were books that had the Heat at 250-1 to after they lost that initial playing game and then they had to come back and beat Chicago to actually get that 8 seed. Wow. You could have got them. In both cases, you could have gotten 200-1 to or better wow. uh, if you shopped around. So, And now you've got this team literally you know, on the precipice of the NBA Finals um, and, and just having a tremendous, tremendous run. So they, But people just didn't jump on. They, there are some tickets out there, mind you. Some people are going to do really well to this, and congratulations to them. I love it when people get on these numbers at, at you know at long odds get on these teams at long odds and and hit because i just think it's awesome that they made the play when they did and then they and they get rewarded for it but for whatever reason miami just didn't connect with people even though they made a decent playoff run last year and uh they just didn't connect with people over the course of the season so they'd love to see the heat finish this off i, I would guess at most books behind the counter and certainly bet jam wants the east over the west uh regardless of who comes out of the east now I want to move over to the NHL actually really quickly mm-hmm. because I made the big mistake uh, back in Dallas the last three games, two of those losses <laughs> in overtime, and then tonight they don't even bother to show up down 4 no- uh, four nothing right now on their home ice to Vegas. I would assume, obviously, since it's Vegas, that's a pretty bad result if they were to go and win the Cup this year finally. Um, what would be a good result or the best result possible right now? Uh, I th- the, the the Panthers are the best outcome, and it's a symbol. It's it's really interesting. Not only that both these teams are from South Florida, both teams are the number eight seeds. Both teams beat the best team in the regular season in the first round of the playoffs. The similarities are just amazing as they line up. But in addition, they're the best outcome for a lot of the same reasons. For whatever reason, they just uh, they they. I mean, the Panthers beat the beat the Capitals in the playoffs last year and showed that they could do some things but for whatever reason they didn't they well i mean honestly part of it is they had stretches where they didn't play well this season and they just didn't really get better's attention until you know much you know until the playoffs were well underway and you could have had when before game i believe when they were down 3-1 to the bruins in the first round you could have had florida at 150 to 1 uh wow. and and that and that was a bet mgm at bet mgm you could have had them at 150 to 1 so and now you're looking at you know the plus 1 plus 125 or so second choice. I'm not exactly sure how much things have adjusted tonight based on my Vegas Golden Knights uh, killing the stars. But no, the Panthers would be an ideal outcome. And honestly, it's it's really interesting, Ryan, because the last few years, certainly the first two, three years, and Vegas is now in like year five or six, I believe. Um, look, it was the Knights were bad, bad, bad. That first season, oh my gosh, every sports book up and down the board would have yep. just got run if the Knights had, had, won the, had won the championship, won the cup. But this year, for whatever reason, it has dialed down some, and actually BetMGM, at least for the moment, now as it goes through the Cup Finals, presuming Vegas makes it, that could change. But at least for the moment, they're a winner. They're just the worst outcome. They're the worst out. They're the worst best outcome. How's that for for a good way to put it? What Chris Cipollini said is, "Worst outcome is a tricky term to use here. The Knights are our worst outcome, but would still be a winner for the book." We prefer the Panthers, but any of the remaining four are fine. And if they do get the Panthers, the Stars, or, you know, if the Stars come back, or if Carolina comes back, Panthers, Stars, and Carolina would be the best outcomes for BetMGM since sports betting expanded uh, with the repeal of PASPA almost five years ago exactly uh, this month anyway. Patrick, back over to the NBA. Is it normal Mm -hmm. for a team before uh, the Eastern Conference Finals wraps up a team on the West to be such a heavy favorite to win it all? 
Uh, even before they they swept the Lakers, I believe they were like minus over two hundred. Yeah, they were they were in minus money territory once they got up. I think once they got it to two nothing against the Lakers, and obviously once they got to three nothing, it's look I. I I, I don't know. I, I don't have the you know the the historical context pinned into my brain, but boy, it is interesting that you know that the Nuggets are already you know well into minus money. That's just a uh, obviously part of it is is, is going to factor into how the team is being bet. But that's just a team that's really found its form. I mean, to beat the Lakers in four straight, and the Lakers were on a nice little run. I mean, they took care of Golden State in six games, and. And, and Memphis in six games, and Memphis was the number two seed. I know there was all sorts of hullabaloo around Memphis that probably was, uh, you know, distractions and so forth. But uh, but Golden State's a defending champion and has nothing but talent up and down that roster, and including a bunch of uh, championship-winning talent. So I'm a little surprised by it. I would say yes. It, I guess to answer, make a long answer short, it's it's – it's unusual, but I think under the circumstances, the way the playoffs have unfolded with Milwaukee gone, Boston gone, Lakers gone, Golden State gone, you know, the Nuggets were the number one seed in the West. They were the best team out here. So, um, and everybody else is playing with uh, with lower seeds. And, and even though Boston's a two seed, well, they're on the brink of elimination. So um, unusual, but probably the way it has to be under these under the circumstances, the way the playoffs have unfolded been a lot of unusual situations when you think about it right we look at the chance for both conference finals in the nba to be sweeps depending on what happens here now boston's up five with four and a half minutes to go in the third you've got a chance in the stanley cup playoffs for both those series east and west to be sweeps and vegas is all over dallas right now coming into the playoffs i saw at least one book did have something out there where it was eighty-eight thousand to one for all four series to be sweeps then you add on top of that You've got an eight seed in the Miami Heat with a chance to go to the NBA Finals and an eight seed in the Florida Panthers with a chance to go to the Stanley Cup Final. Can you think of a more unique situation between both these sports where we've had so many long shots in this situation this far into both postseasons? It's been incredible. Yeah, it has been incredible, Nick. No question. And I I really can't. I have a hard time drawing a parallel. Uh, I talked with one odds maker earlier in the week on the, you know, who was... Uh, you know, from the hockey side of things, was was talking about maybe the uh, and, and and they didn't ultimately end up winning the title, but he mentioned the Philadelphia Flyers in 2009-10. Um, they they made the playoffs in a shootout against the Rangers on the last day of the season and ended up getting all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know, so he he mentioned that one, and and a couple of odds makers have noted, and, and you three have seen it. This tends to happen a little bit more in hockey, you know, somewhat more regularly in hockey, where you see these teams kind of jump up just for whatever reason. Home ice doesn't seem to have the advantage in hockey that it does in NBA, but but for this to be happening all the way around with 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 uh, both the Florida team, you know, with Florida and Miami in hockey, and you know, number one seeds bowing out early, and just it's I I can't recall a time where and these playoffs are always generally always concurrent where it's been this. Uh, you know where it's been like this. This is just uh, it's it's pretty impressive, um, and you're getting some fresh blood in here in some cases too, which is which is really neat, um, or at least some blood that hasn't been in a position like this in a long time. The Nuggets have never been in a position like this. If they they will, ne- I don't think they'll ever be in a position this good again to win a title. And this is I'm a Colorado native, born and raised. You know Dan Issel, David Thompson, Kiki Vandeweghe, Calvin Natt, I can name yeah. them all. Um, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for this team to have this break the way it has. And I can say the same for, you know, the Heat and, and, and the Florida Panthers and others. It's really fascinating the way this is all unfolded.
Patrick, uh, I'm kind of done with ESPN. I think that the level of discourse has gotten to like a basement level. I'm curious, <laughs> uh, given that betting isn't just based on like what Vegas does because they're smart, but because they're balancing books, how does that type of narrative, how do the narratives in places like ESPN and FS1, how much do you think that the fact that they're focusing on big markets and not smaller markets like Denver, how does that affect maybe like our opportunity to bet some of these, uh, I guess, smaller market teams? Well, I, I think it probably plays in, at least if not consciously, then subconsciously. If you're not, you know, if you're in Kansas City, which is a, not an NBA market, but a legal regulated sports, if you're on the right side of the river anyway. But, you know, if you're in a, in a market like that where you got no NBA, no NHL, no real dog in the hunt, and you're not hearing about these teams that are, great great teams look the Nuggets were the number one seed they've been good all season they had the two-time defending MVP and some would argue now after seeing how the playoffs unfolded that maybe he should be the three-time defending MVP look it's a regular season award I I have no qualm with with uh, with Embiid winning it but I'm just saying that's you know that we've I think we've all seen that on social media over the last week or two that uh, uh that maybe he should have won it again but um you don't it, it is a little unfortunate it's it's understandable it's kind of the way the marketplace works you know, the, the the big markets. I mean, look, one odds maker told me if the Carolina Hurricanes were called the New York Hurricanes, they would have probably led the league in tickets and money over the course of the regular season. But they were the Carolina Hurricanes. So, hence, they're actually a really good outcome for the books. Uh, you know, the, the you know the, the, the ESPNs and Foxes of the world don't necessarily talk a lot about those teams. So, I think subconsciously it impacts it at least. For the local fan, I don't think as much. I think the local bias creeps in all the time, and we talk about it a lot. And as, and as sports betting continues to expand, I think it'll continue to uh, – that regional bias will continue to play in. Oh, Pat, we only got about 45 seconds. I asked you about this game last week, and I was actually kind of surprised. So I grabbed Detroit plus seven. Uh, we were talking maybe that we would go to seven and a half, seven and a half eight. Obviously, we got plenty of time. Down to six and a half, though. Where do you think that closes, Detroit and Kansas City? Do you think Kansas City closes more than a touchdown favor? Do you think um, – you know, maybe we're looking at this six and a half or six. If I had to guess, I think this is going over a touchdown. I just, look, Detroit had a great finish to the season last year. It's going to be a, probably a fascinating game. But, you know, I know there was some sharp money that a couple of folks took early and perhaps even Betham Jam as well on Detroit. But yeah. I see this seven and a half as you go to kickoff. I don't see how Thursday night, Kansas City defending Super Bowl champion at home. I don't see how that closes under seven. I just, I think it's going that way. So if you, if you want, if you don't mind having your money tied up, Get those Chiefs at six and a half. Hard to believe. All right, I Patrick still see it going lower. Patrick Everson, Bet MGM tonight with us, senior reporter, Vegas Insider. Always good talking to you, my friend. Fantastic. Thank you. Have a great week.